You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Episode of the World Football Program. You have Hugh in the chair, and joining me in the studio is the world's greatest wingman. That's a genuine hashtag, Pete <laughs> Skeeler. Good morning, Pete. How are you today? Oh, I'm very well, Hugh. How are you? Oh, I'm back in the chair for a, another season, and as you did earlier on, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, all those uh, salutary greetings that uh, I haven't done previously. So, well done to everybody out there. We are here thanks to our partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in the land. You can guarantee that. Just get in touch with Greg Farrell to register your team in there. We're here also for... Uh, oh, I've forgotten. Uh, Gate and Fence Hardware WA and Oswest Fencing. They're our major sponsors and we thank them very much. Pete, football. Football. Nothing happening. No, nah, there's, there's, look, there's nothing to report and we're just going to have to play tunes <laughs> for uh, the next two hours because there's no glo- glory issues, there's no no new owners, there's no results to report on, there's no night series going on, there's no yeah. uh, Australian teams playing in the Asian competitions, there's no African Cup of Nations, nah. there's uh, literally nothing, nothing to go over today. Before we start, and uh, you might have noticed that, it, w- it, it really did give me, uh, you know, great sadness to give the late, great Sinead O'Connor the elbow, as Pete <laughs> called it, you know, the, the big don't argue. Um, many thanks to Celtic Rambles for their excellent show. You can always catch them every Saturday morning from uh, 8 to 10, and they will be on again next week. Pete, you was telling me that, surprisingly enough, two A-League teams will face off against each other in an international competition. What the... First time ever. First time ever. First time ever. And that comes from Pete Skiller, the A-League stats <laughs> legend. First time ever. First time ever. So, well, yeah, look, there's a little asterisk beside oh, it. Because everyone's go. getting all excited, going, oh, look at this, we've got yeah, yeah. to... So, for, for those of us who don't follow the um, the international side of Asian football, and club let's football face it, so that's much, almost every uh, Which A-League. is everyone, you'd, got to be, you'd have to be a hardcore nerd to really get into that. <laughs> um, so, as we know, ever since the A-League started, Yep. Top team, top one, top two, sometimes top three have gone through to the Asian Champions yep. League. Yep. Equivalent to the, you know, the European Champions League, but in Asia, hence the name Asian's Champions League. Is that how they get that's, that? Name? Yeah, it's, it's wow. really tricky that. Uh, as it as it happens this year, 
We only had one team go through to the Asian Champions League, which was Melbourne was? City. Melbourne City. Uh, out in the group phase. Yep. Uh, but they've brought in a new, well, a second tier, the AFC Cup. No, that's equi- always been there. Well, it's been slightly different. Actually, I think the way Asia used to do it was actually better than the way Europe yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, so in Europe, the, the second tier one, the Europa Cup. Europe, well, there's three Europa tiers League. now, but yeah, the, yeah, the Europa yeah. Cup, the old It's Europa basically Cup. The, the top. So if you looked at England, for example, the top few teams go to the Champions League, the Correct. next few go to the it's Europa. The top four, yeah. then the next two to Europa League, and then, you know... You can get it yep. to the Europa Conference League as well. That's right, as yeah. West Ham won last year. Many, uh, many thanks to uh, Sean Kelly. I'm sure they're still <laughs> I, celebrating. He would have been pointing, us out, pointing that out if we hadn't mentioned it. Yeah. So what Asia used to do yep. was the top-tier nations, uh-huh. so Australia, Saudi Arabia, uh, Japan, South Korea, etc., yep. their clubs the would play in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And the second-tier cup, so the AFC Cup, was reserved actually for the week. Uh, clubs from the weaker nations. Right. So your oh, Nepalese clubs, right, your yes. Mongolian clubs, your yep. Pakistani clubs, yep. they play in the right. AFC Un- Cup. Understood. Yep. So the European equivalent would be imagine that the Europa Cup, or Europa League was only open to, say, clubs from Belarus and San Marino and Iceland. That's great Iceland. pronunciation there, Pete. That is great pronunciation. <laughs> I'm oh, not a fan of that country well, at the moment. Well, but anyway. 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 <laughs> anyway. They've now changed it. Yep. So the AFC Cup second tier below the Champions League is mm-hmm. open to all team, all, all, all countries. And uh, Australia had two teams go through, MacArthur and Central Coast Mariners. Yep. Uh, both of them won their way through their group phase in the zonal semifinals, so the, the east eastern side semifinals. MacArthur beat Sabah from Malaysia. Yep. And Central Coast Mariners beat Phnom Penh from Cambodia. Yep. So now they're going to be facing off on, I think it's Wednesday night, Thursday night. The uh, yeah, you sort of do the calendar, do do the math on whatever the date is. Yeah, at some point shortly, (laughs) at some point next week, twenty second of February. That's the one. Uh, MacArthur against Central Coast. So MacArthur's hosting. It's only a single leg. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Even even the first ones are only a single leg too. So when when MacArthur beats the bar, I don't I don't quite know why because the western zone. So the the teams from Lebanon and Iraq etc. They play two legs, but over here. I assume cost cutting. MacArthur just hosted Sabah in a one-off game, and Central Coast hosted Phnom Penh. I did like uh, when the um, the champion, well, as it used to be called, European Cup and the uh, UEFA Cup were were just at you know champions of your nation, and that's it. Yep. You, you play, you lose, you're out. Yep. But anyway, Pete, we'll get into that later on. We've got. Oh, I think we've gone through it thoroughly now. We're done. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I need a lie down and a cup of tea. Yeah, no, you know I've got a head like a hole, so I'll forget about it in about <laughs> 10 minutes' time. Uh, we've got a big, big show lined up. Really big show. Uh, Alice Congdon is going to be joining us very shortly. She's an honour student at Notre Dame. She's going to be talking to us about uh, strength and conditioning, a much uh, overlooked uh, segment of our game here in, in our particular state, I believe. Anyway, I'm not 100% sure. We'll talk to Alice about that one. Um, she's got some research happening there, but it is a majorly important um, aspect that should be looked at. I mean, we know we're going to a more professional um, atmosphere, particularly in the NPL, W and men, uh, and that should be looked at as well. So Alice will talk to us about that. We've got the lost lioness, Hayley Roach, who will not be talking about West Bromwich Albion. I <laughs> uh, made sure about that. And uh, she then went, well, if you're not going to talk about West Brom, don't talk about the Millers. So uh, Rotherham won't get a mention, apart from that one I just did. Uh, after Hayley, we're going to have Richard Pavley from Wanneroo. He is the secretary of the Walking Football Association of Australia. And he's going to be having a chat too about all things walking football. Again, Thanks, Sean Kelly, for putting me into that one. But he's got Wanneroo have a mixed competition starting okay. up, yeah. which I'm very keen to hear about because, you know, you bring the bring the kids, bring the daughter, bring the wife, 
or husband and sons, yep. they can all play in the same competition. So that's an excellent uh, innovation that, that's coming up. We'll talk to Richard about that one in the second hour. And lastly, uh, we didn't get that changed. Did we get that changed on the... Oh, I haven't changed it on uh, the website. So on, the, on our media release, we were going to be chatting with uh, Angela Urbani, the female uh, football coordinator at Kalamunda City FC, and uh, she has uh, bumped me. Oh. Not surprisingly enough, you know, I know me, I would have bumped me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be talking to David Saunders, who's the president of that club, so... If anything, we've upgraded. 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 Take yeah. that, Angela. I had a flight just the other day. Guess what? I got seat 1C. I'm at the pointy end of the plane, and, uh, yeah, that'll never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> so if the plane hit a, you know, a, a, a building or something, you would have been <laughs> right, at, right at the pointy end of it. Pete... <laughs> That's inappropriate content, and come on now. <laughs> you stick with us. It's just gone uh, 10 past 10 here in Fremantle, the lovely city of Fremantle. You stay hydrated. We've got some uh, news about some fixture changes that may or may not be affecting your club. Pete's going to be looking at that one later on. But we will oh, hey, shrug your shoulders. Pete will not be looking at that later on because <laughs> he's got no idea. Um, so Pete's make, frantically scrolling through trying to find it now. <laughs> make sure you double-check if you've got fixtures uh, today that uh, that Extreme Heat um, program does uh, allow for fixtures to be either postponed or um, delayed, and I think it'll be delayed. But you stick with us. You've got Pete and Huey in the chair. It's been a while since I pressed these buttons, so hopefully I'll press them in the right order. And after the break, we will have Alice Congdon from Notre Dame talking about her strength and conditioning research. Plenty more to come. You're on 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Hey, it worked. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Rotine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 
And welcome back to Radio Fremantle on the World Football Programme. I've got a bit worried there. I'm certainly uh, a lot more worried now because that didn't sound right in my headphones. Hopefully things are going to go as they... Oh, Pete's giving me the thumbs up. Of course he does. He's over there. He's not pressing any of these buttons. <laughs> Joining me on the air right now is Alice Congdon. Good morning, Alice. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Oh, two thumbs up. I've pressed the buttons in the right order for a change. You beauty. <laughs> it's my first show back this year and I'm a little bit rusty. Alice! Wow, thank you for joining us. You are an honour student at Notre Dame. Can you give us the Alice Congdon story, please? Um, yep, so thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, essentially, I started my undergrad at the University of Notre Dame um, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a three-year degree. And then last year, I jumped on my honours, um, which is a year-long project, but... Uh, we decided to have a break in the middle and reset this year. So I'll be finishing in about May, June, um, which is really exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. So uh, next time we have you on, we're going to have to be calling you Dr. Alice? <laughs> oh, not quite, not quite. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's no you, that's the next step for you, will it? Uh, potentially. That would be another maybe four to five years. <laughs> <laughs> So, Alice, your uh, strength and conditioning work uh, is what caught my interest. Can you explain exactly what that's all about, please? Yep. So, uh, my honours project, uh, its formal title is an exploration of strength and conditioning practices uh, within the Western Australian National Premier League, which is a bit of a mouthful. No, that's cool. Um, I love that. That's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. But on top of that, I'm also an SNC coach at the East Marital Football Club. Yep. and I work within the Futures, which is a development pathway for AFL um, athletes that are wanting to go into Colts, which is the next step up, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is about 16 to 19 in age. Um, and then hopefully from there, the kids will get drafted into the AFL, which is really cool. But, yeah. And your interest in the... Uh, well, uh, well, we know you've got the interest in the egg-shaped ball. What <laughs> your interest in the round-shaped ball of football. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? And, and, and what are you looking to, to um, get out of that, that sort of research? Yep. Um, so I have a really cool bunch of supervisors that I am working with, and one of my supervisors is uh, Michaela Lyons. Um, you know Michaela? Done... Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's done previous research within the space of um, MPL soccer and she's also playing for Freo City at the moment as well. Yeah, Yeah, she's a great person. She's uh, really knowledgeable and I've kind of just jumped on her bandwagon (laughs) off her research. Um, It's really interesting, especially in the space of women's soccer, which I'm really passionate about women's sport in general. Um, So I just want to try and benefit that as much as I can with my um, platform, but yeah. Okay, and with your uh, egg shape, please excuse me, because we, 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 we tend to uh, not try to confuse it too much by making specific talk. With the egg shape uh, version of football, do you, um, you said you're working more with um, the, the boy side of things. Do you not work with the women on that side of things as well? Um, so I have before previously worked with the East Fremantle women's side, mm-hmm. um, but I've also played within the space as well. Um, oh, cool. What, what position? Yeah. Uh, I used to play full back, but now I'm in the midfield, which Good is a little bit more running. That's yep. it. That's where you get the votes. Get get the votes. That's where the conditioning comes in. <laughs> yeah, that's where the conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's good to get a grasp of both the men's and women's side, um, and I think it's good for growing your 
your toolbox in terms of SNC yeah. coaching, um, having a better understanding of both the men's and women's. So I I don't mind really if, where I am at the moment, mm-hmm. but I would love to be in a more women's position, working with women's um, teams and girls in development pathways. But yeah, it is what it is at the moment. <laughs> okay, and have you noticed? Uh, well, I mean, there's some fairly obvious differences between men and women. <laughs> but have you yeah. noticed uh, with your research any significant uh, differences between the strength and conditioning programs? Um, I mean, again, we'll, we'll use where your research is at the moment because we're going to expand that into the round shape uh, football. In the egg shape football, have you noticed any significant differences between strength and conditioning techniques and 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 processes between the men and the women? Yes, definitely. Um, yes, with the men, they have a lot more access to resources ah, compared okay. to the women. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that just, that's a generalised um, concept for most sports in comparison yeah. to men's and women. Yeah. Um, but in relation to the round shape ball, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> um, I have been attending some sessions from like the MPL women's and MPL men's and you can tell that there's a big difference. Most of the MPL men's teams have an SNC coach or someone that's in that same um, same role. Right. But whereas the SNCs at women's MPL, there's only maybe one to three out of the whole eight wow. um, teams. Yeah, which is a little bit disappointing mm-hmm. in terms that it's a semi-professional sport um, competition. But yeah. hopefully that can grow in the next few years as the as the popularity of the world's women's um, World Cup has also contributed to that as well. Oh, so, good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we're still yeah. riding those coattails. There's no two ways about that, <laughs> and, and hopefully that'll continue forever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Pete and I were, were just, was that on air or off air we were talking about that I wasn't 100% sure whether the strength and conditioning um, aspect of our particular brand of football was being fully explored at uh, state level, but you're saying that uh, particularly the men's side of things, that that's not the case? Uh, it's a little bit of a hit and miss. So right. most of the teams that I have looked at, they do have an SNC coach within them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also went down. Oh, you still there? You oh, don't have an SNC coach oh, within that space. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry, mate, you dropped out there just for a little bit. Could you could you repeat that for us? Because, yeah, well, I got a bit panicky there. You just, it, all went, it all went dark there for a while. <laughs> sorry. Um, so most of the MPL yeah. men's teams do have an SNC coach, but funnily enough, I went to Armadale Soccer Club yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to their athletes and their coach if they had an SNC coach or someone in that space, and unfortunately they don't. Okay. Um which is a bit of a shame considering that it is a semi-professional yeah. competition yeah. and you would expect that they would have someone in that space that can deliver that role to benefit their athletes in uh, terms of their performance and overall health. But, yeah. Now, with... we Again, we'll, we'll, we'll use Armadale. You, you've mentioned them. Now, would you believe that if Armadale uh, employed... Well, it... it Employed. I'm using the employed as a you know usage, not necessarily a paid position, because like I say, it's semi-professional. Not often, uh, it's volunteers that uh, do the bulk of the heavy lifting at, at most clubs yeah. at, at most levels. Would you believe that if Armadale had a person in that position, that there you would see significant uh, improvements? Because Armadale have been the club on the rise yeah. uh, for for several well, seasons. Certainly in the men's side of it. In they the men's side yeah. of things. Let me let me make that one uh, quite clear. Thank you very much, Pete. Um, what 
what do you think about that? Would, would, would there be significant improvement that we would notice, you know, in, in, in the short term if they employed strength and conditioning processes? Um, 100%, I believe, Ooh, yes. There you go. Um, I feel like if you have someone in that space, they can provide you with a whole array of different protocols and practices that you can imply or um, use to benefit your performance. Yeah, okay. Now, you... Sorry, Pete, go ahead. Oh, Alice, I was just going to ask, like, as someone with no idea about strength <laughs> and conditioning whatsoever, what what's the differences, like, are there differences that need to be applied between, you know, strength and conditioning for men and strength and conditioning for women? So, like, do they have to do different exercises? Do you, do you have to do, like, more focus on stamina work for one gender or the other? Like, what's, what's the actual difference there? Um, so, there is a little bit of a difference um, in regards to the men's versus the women's. So in female soccer, um, athletes experience a greater frequency of severe injuries compared yep. to male athletes. Yep. Um, for example, multiple studies have asserted that females are more likely to experience um, ACL injuries in a full season of soccer compared yep. to males. Um, yeah, well, that's Sam Kerr's injury at the moment. Yeah. 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 So there would be more, more prominence on trying to prevent that type of injury through mm. stability work in hips, knees, ankles, um, rather than male injuries, which happen to be a bit more hamstring-related or soft tissue, muscle-related. Um, so there's a little differences like that, but also monitoring load as well. Um, you would notice that men's training sessions might have a higher load compared to women's, but on top of that, women don't have the resources to be able to monitor their load. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, with that, that's interesting because we've just had um, uh, Leah Williamson, the, the England uh, Lionesses captain, come back from an ACL. We've got uh, Sam Kerr, the, 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 the fabulous uh, you know, Ballon d'Or winner that she isn't. <laughs> uh, and thank you very much, FIFA, for not, uh, not recognising Sam as we do. Um, the ACL injury in women, do you have a thought process as to why that is such a prominent injury or, or we just... You know, now that women's football in particular is being highlighted more, uh, that that injury has always been there, but now because we're getting that uh, that media coverage and that uh, that interest that, that, that should have been there right from the word go and certainly was with, with us here at the World Football Programme, getting more attention because, oh, no, there's another ACL injury. Has it always been there? Or do you think there's a some, apart from um, physiology that you mentioned, some underlying reason that, that the ACL is such a prominent injury amongst women footballers? Um, definitely. So within men's soccer, they have pathways all the way from grassroots uh, okay. all the way through yeah. to MPL yep. um, and so on. Whereas the women's side, we don't really have that grassroots to development pathway mm-hmm. that is efficient enough. And then in terms of coming into a semi-professional competition like the MPL, you have some players that have never really experienced a pathway like that and they go straight into the competition and it's not quite what you expect and injuries can occur. Um, So really establishing that pathway all the way from grassroots all the way through to elite would definitely minimise that injury risk or potential risk of injury um, and optimise physical preparation as well. Right. Mm. Yeah, no, that, yeah, well, exactly right. You get the structure right and then everything else flows as it should. That's, that's interesting. Now, um, I saw on the, um, on Jenny's Facebook page <laughs> post that you're looking for, um, 
participants in your research? How do we go about uh, getting involved in your research, Alice? Yep, so um, my research project is looking at the MPL competition itself. Yep, men and um, women. So, yes, both right. men and women in the MPL. Um, you can be under 18, that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we have sent out a poster with, from the Football West. Yep. Um, so they have circulated that around. I'm also getting in touch with some of the MPL teams. Um, but as you said before, most of the clubs are run by volunteers, so yeah, it unfortunately right. can be a bit hard to try and get in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I have attended Armadale, uh, Soft Club, Subiaco, Perth Glory, um, Western Knights, and as well as the Freer City MPL W and MPL M teams um, yep. on their launch day. Mm-hmm. But it can be a little bit difficult trying to get everyone in touch and. I know that it is night series at the moment, so everyone's knuckling down, yeah. trying to get all the games sorted. Um, so it's a little bit of a hit and miss, but yeah. hopefully we can get a few more people on board in terms of filling out the survey, which takes about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and everyone that does it goes into the draw to win a $200 Rebel Sport That's gift card. Right. Oh, not bad. That's cool. right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> how do we find that uh, that link? Do we just go to Football West, or can we? is there a, an easy... It'll be on our Facebook page. See, see what I was doing there? I'm pointing to Pete going, how do we get on that? Pointing to Pete, which you can't see because the webcam's not working here at the moment. Uh, Pete's going to uh, post a link on our World Football Program Facebook page for your link to your research. But if, for whatever reason, people don't see that one as well, is there an, an obvious way that we can get in touch with you, Alice? Um, you can get in touch with me via my email or yep. we can try and circulate the QR codes around. Good. We've also got, um, Jenny has, my supervisor has also posted it on the MPL uh, Facebook group. That's what I saw. Um, so if anyone wants to go in there and have a flick through, if you play for the MPL competition, please feel free to. Um, and get the survey done and get some information out for me to sort out and pass it back on to you in the future. So. And, and put yourself in the running for a... The $200 gift card does. That's it. There you go. Do, uh, Alice, thank you very much for chatting with us. Uh, I can't believe... This one I told you when I, I got in touch. It would just fly by. Uh, I can't believe yeah. how, how the time has just uh, slipped away from us again. Uh, we've got a full show. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we let you have a wonderful day? Um, thank you for letting me come oh, on the show to confirm my I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you got a big smile from the from the parents. Thank you very much, Alice. Um, like I said, we'd, we'd love to have a chat to you uh, later on in the year in the year, if that's okay with you, to see how the research is progressing. That would be awesome. Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Okay, thank you very much. That uh, And you, like I said, have a have an excellent day and thank you very much for joining our show. And uh, hopefully your research uh, will go on onwards. And like I said, next time we talk to you, I might just use the, the, the doctor tag anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was Alice Congdon, the uh, honours research uh, student at Notre Dame University. Get yourself in the running for a $200 gift card from Rebel Sport by taking 10 minutes out of your busy day and helping her out. She, as you heard there, she is a lovely lady and is doing great things in that space. Uh, And if you need any more information, again, you just uh, hit up Alice and uh, away we go with that one. Strength and conditioning. It's, uh, as I believe, and I might, um, as Alice told us there, I might be wrong, but um, the indication there was there's there's a couple of clubs there that... um, Could do better. Well, 
Well, well, could get some could benefit get, could, from could get from, some uh, expertise yeah. in that yeah. area and notice, as Alice said, one hundred percent improvement. Yep. Yeah. You know, there you go. Well, uh, we've got uh, the Lost Lioness, Hayley Roach, coming up in a very short time. Pete, you've got some filler there? Some filler? Yeah. Oh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, night series. Night series, there you go. (laughs) So, uh, worth pointing out, Football West uh, has rescheduled some uh, some matches for this Sunday's uh, NPL and State League night series. That's what we're looking for. Uh, The fixtures that were at... Alfred Skeet, uh, Skeet Reserve, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Armadale, and Crazy Domains Reserve have been rescheduled. So these are apparently the new schedule times. I'm reading this fresh off, uh, well, 19 hours fresh off uh, <laughs> Football <laughs> that's, West. That's fresh. <laughs> yeah, Football uh, West Post. So um, Armadale versus Perth Red Star will be at 7.30pm mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, yeah, at Alfred, Alfred Skeet. Skeet. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Inglewood United against Western Knights will be at 7pm at Alfred Skeet. So I'm not sure how, uh, whether we're talking a multi-ball situation or whether they're oh, using like one of the parks around that'd the back or something. Mixed teams. Yeah. Half and half. Since that, yeah, because I, I haven't been to Alfred Skeet since uh, I lost a knee. <laughs> but um, there is that facility. I've played uh, and ref- well, when I say played, I've refereed on the, the, the pitch out, uh, yeah, well, there, outside. There's two sort of pitches around the back as well as the main one. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. whether they're doing them simultaneously like that, You'd I don't know. You'd have to think so because yeah. that's what I was thinking. I, unless it's a misprint, but... Um, that's yeah. Football West misprint. <sighs> you know, uh, State League Night Series Group B, Kingsley Westside versus Joondalup United, yep. Crazy Domain Stadium. So this is, again, Sunday night. Yep. We'll be... Oh, sorry. Now I see what I've done. He's here. done it I've, wrong. I've, I've done been wrong. an idiot. Oh, take right, that let hashtag me, let's away. Start again from... Take the, that hashtag away. The world's start, worst Starting again. Man. Starting again. So <laughs> Sunday night, Alpha, uh, Armadale against Perth at 7.30pm. <laughs> right. right. Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Here we go. Is Inglewood versus Western Eye. That's how they have the games at the same time because they're on a different day. Same that's, time, same that's, venue, that's different day. Yeah. All right. I, I don't, sorry, guys. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> well, um, you work with me. <laughs> State League Night Series Group B. Kingsley Westside. So this is Sunday night. Yep. Kingsley Westside against Joondalup United. Crazy Domains will be at 7.30 p.m. Yep. Uh, and on Tuesday night, yep. uh, Forest Field against Ashfield. Crazy Domains, 7 p.m. as well. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense because okay. I was thinking of a 7.30pm kickoff with a double header on a Sunday. You're not getting... You're well, not yeah, gonna... no, the, the lesson learned there is not just to look at the kickoff time, actually look <laughs> at the date as well. That's that's what I've managed to uh, stuff up there. Life lessons from Pete Skeeler, the that's world's right. greatest hat <laughs> wingman, or is he? Formally. <laughs> Formally. <laughs> you stick with us. It's just gone 10.30 here in Fremantle, the world's greatest city in the world's greatest state, the world's greatest country, and the world's greatest world. And the world's greatest solar system. Oh, well done, Pete. World's greatest universe? Yeah. yeah we can get Section of the multiverse, yep. Yeah. Oh, no. We're not going down that multiverse flat. No, come on now. <laughs> Stick with us. You've got Pete Skeeler and Hugh Best in the chair, pressing all the buttons in the wrong order, and you'll be right back with the Lost Lioness, Hayley Roach. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. 
station sponsor. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tyne is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tyne. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM And that is the station you're listening to, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. It's the World Football Program and as I just mentioned, I've got my... my font of all knowledge when it comes to Rotherham Football Club, which we're not going to be talking about. Hayley Roach, good afternoon, Hayley. How are you today? Hey, uh, happy new year to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for those listening, it's my first time back, so happy new year to you too. <laughs> How was your Christmas, Hayley? Did you get a lot of presents? Yeah, let's get it past that. <laughs> Hayley, what's been happening with you? Oh, uh, back on the Gold Coast. Uh, back on the Gold Coast? Yeah. Back on the Goldie, um, yeah, but just uh, just you know doing the thing, keeping up with football, keeping up with all things ABBA, because you know there's the yeah, my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where's the while well, we, we're on that one before we get into the uh, the more serious subject? Where's the next ABBA show? Um, well, I'm working on the Parks ABBA Festival, yep. um, uh, which is in New South Wales. Right. So I'm just doing a bit of planning for that. But it's the only ABBA festival in the world, Hugh, let me give, tell you. Yeah, yeah no, I'm um, listening. And uh, this year, uh, of course, the world knows that it's 50 years since ABBA won the Eurovision Song Contest back in 1974. So it's a big year for ABBA and ABBA music and ABBA fans. So looking forward to, yeah. Um, and actually, next week, here's a factoid for you. Here we go. Next, next week, next Friday, it's my birthday. Yep. And in, in greatest uh, traditions, I'm going to go watch another ABBA tribute band. Good for That's you. That's what they do to celebrate. Yeah. Good for <laughs> you. That's our, where's our invite? I mean, we, we didn't check them out. Oh, though. you're welcome. You're welcome to come up to the GC. Um, <laughs> the GC? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. And, uh, yeah, Little Runaway Bay, there's a little tavern there, and they've got an ABBA tribute band, one of which I've not seen. Um, I think I've, I thought I'd seen most ABBA tribute bands, but this is a new one on me, so off to check out another ABBA tribute band. Good for you. Now, oh, that's the end of that story. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for bringing us up there. Yeah, good on you, Haley. See you later. No. Um, do I go there? Do Ro- I go there? Rotherham? No, no, no. Let's last do night's it. game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's last do night's it. game. Let's get, let's get it. Let's get them out. Go on. Go on, then. How are you feeling? You, right. just, you, you just let Southampton yep. jump into second yep. place. 
ahead of Leeds United, yep. uh, which I'm okay with, as you know. Yeah, I'm I know you are. <laughs> However, However. Uh, what, what we, yeah, what, what, what I have to say, though, great two goals from Southampton. Am I allowed to say that, Hugh? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> they were dodgy as, and that referee should be dropped down to the bloody conference league at best. Shocker. <laughs> No, they were crackers. They were absolute crackers. There's not a lot that uh, Alex Palmer could do about either one of those. But um, oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, you put up, you put up a good fight, but um, yeah, there's yeah. a reason they're in second place, right? They um, they, they look pretty strong. The, the two goals, yeah, one questionable. Yep. Did it? Uh, did it? Did, was there a hand in in the way? Was there? Um, Turn it up. <laughs> quite <laughs> obvious there. Where's VAR in the championship? That would have been ruled out. Where's VAR when you need it? <laughs> did, did that actually yeah. come out of my mouth? Where's VAR when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not nah. ruin the show by talking about VAR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now you've, you've given me the uh, the kick to the uh, nether regions. Now let's have a look at uh, the other end of yeah. the table. Um, yeah, so, Sheffield Wednesday. They're still stinking the place up. Uh, so we st- I'm still, I'm still. You know, uh, if Rotherham's got to go down, we're going to take Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> with it, you know, yeah. so yeah. that's how this works. Yeah. I spoke to my dad yesterday, and um, yeah, as much as you know, as a Miller's fan, we are resigned to where we are at the bottom of the I league. Know. We're resigned to relegation yeah, without question it's, uh but yeah. the thing that keeps us going is knowing that we're taking sheffield wednesday <laughs> with us i know so and, and huddersfield are in that do, not all doom and gloom yeah, yeah. huddersfield are in that uh, that group as well but yeah rotherham currently oh dare i say yeah, 14 yeah. points from safety I, I yeah, literally thought they were the strongest team in the league because they're holding oh, all oh, the other teams below them, you know? Get out of here, Pete. Oh, Pete, 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 Pete. That, you my gag there, mate. Yeah, um, that, that's the humour we get from the world's greatest wingman. <laughs> like, come yeah, on, mate. Oh. Absolutely. We, we go with that. And the other thing <laughs> is, I think we're about to break all records and take the trophy for the lowest points ever scored in a, ever gained in a season. Oh. So, you know, let's watch for let's watch for that award coming our way. So, uh, uh, explain that one. What, what what do you mean the lowest points because it was Derby County got 11 points in the uh, the premiership way back when and there's a uh, I've forgotten it is it Cadiz or Getafe in uh, in Spain's La Liga who are likely to break that record this season. They are what, 17 games not just winless, 17 games in a row loss. They, they, wow. uh, uh, when I played for Leeming Strikers, we yeah. did worse than that. So I so think we deserve that trophy. I think it's Catafe. They, they had a protest because they were getting beat 3-1 and the match officials went, oh, there's seven minutes of added time. And after three minutes of added time, they threw ponchos onto the pitch going, come on, ref, get this game <laughs> over. And the game was abandoned and the school that was stayed and the Catafe fans left happy going, oh, at least we stopped that rubbish. Uh, <laughs> but, but, so, so explain what you were saying there. How do you, how do you think that... Well, Rotherham... maybe it's Rotherham and I... Maybe it's Rotherham the lowest. Oh, OK. Oh, okay. That, that'll, make, um, that'll make more uh, sense. Yeah, so I think 23 points is our lowest that we've ever got so far. Oh, you're going to beat so, that? Come on now, hey? Well, you, you've got another eight, uh, 17 games? To be fair, 16, we are looking 15, at... 14. We, yeah, so I earmarked a couple of matches that I think we're still going to take. What, are we playing you again, are we? <laughs> we're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Well, there's so three points. Come, so we're going we're gonna to hopefully take some points off them. Um, Millwall, yep. they're, they're within uh, reaching distance. Morning, Jim. Um, Morning, Jim. We <laughs> still got... Sorry, Jim. And uh, we got QPR. Like, so we literally played the, the, the four clubs that are around us yep. before the end of the season. 
So yeah, we we're hoping to maybe you know steal a, a couple of extra points. Well, that gets you, that gets you out of the relegation zone. That, you're only fourteen points from safety. If you take those <laughs> points off them, that's twelve. But you're two points oh, from safety. Listen, it, it's, listen, on. Listen, it's on. It's on. The great escape's on. Relegation zone. Well, I'm buying you all champagne. Yep. And let's have that record. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and and we're gonna. Uh, uh, Correct your pronunciation there. I think it's actually pronounced QP. Ha 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 ha. There you go. I've not heard that one. That's a new one. No, so, that's Jim's uh, favourite because, yeah, you know, that rivalry between QPR and Mill. Well, Mill and anybody, really. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's Jim's favourite. It's QP. Ha 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 ha. Because they I are. Like, I like that. I hey, they've that. done well since they gave uh, Gareth Ainsworth the flick, haven't they? Like, they were yeah. at the other end of the table. Like, you're not really that good, are you, mate? Uh, off you go. Oh, shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's been some movement around there. Yeah. So let's have a chat. Uh, some better news. Did you happen? I'm going back to the West Brom. Did you happen to see that West Brom Ipswich game? The West Brom Ipswich game? No, I didn't. Let me oh, tell you about that one, Haley. That was a better performance from the Albion. Yeah, well, it was one-one. Ipswich absolutely battered us, but. 2-2, sorry, right? Yeah, that's right, two, it was 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah, we were 2-1 two, two, up. They yeah. came They came from behind twice, that's right. 2-2. Two, two. I've slept since then, Pete, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, yeah, that last five minutes, it then. was uh, definitely squeaky bum time for me. You kind of go, no, 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 come on, ref, blow that whistle, blow that whistle. <laughs> <laughs> they were all over us towards the end there, but 2-2. Two, two. That was a, yeah, I thought that's a great result. And then, you know, we had Southampton thinking, yeah, that's another one that we need some points from and we didn't get. But yeah. uh, Leicester still... Uh, romping away, they are. Uh, what's that? Nine points. Nine points clear at top of the table. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, for all intents and purposes, yeah. Um, I don't think anybody sees anybody uh, stopping Leicester um, at this uh, at this point in the game. They are they are just flying the flag, right? World's greatest wingman has uh, given me some hand signals. He put up two fingers there. What was that, what was that for, Pete? Uh, 11 points. Thanks, point. mate. I thought it was something else right, there. Just math nerding out there. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to figure out how to show 11 with two hands. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete knows how to show 11 with two hands. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, so I, I took, took a look at the uh, the fixtures um, for this week and, and the table. Yep. So there, there's still a lot to play for. I mean, I know we've still got a long way to go before the end of the season, but... We've currently got four teams in the championship, all sat on 48 points. Mm. Yep. Um, so there's Coventry, Norwich, yep. Hull and Preston, yep. all sat there with um, uh, on 48 points. Um, and one of those teams, so Preston, the big... Uh, I looked at the fixtures for this weekend, and I think the big fixture in the championship this weekend has to be... New uh, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, two then. Longwell <laughs> versus Sheffield Wednesday, but Preston versus Blackburn. Like yeah. that's a big, big, um, you know, Northwest oh, yeah. Lancashire derby, um, and of course, potentially gets Preston, you know, out uh, uh, you know some points in in that group there of forty eight because everybody's playing for that six. Right, everybody yeah. wants that. Yeah, that including us. Position. Yeah, we're, we're really yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're um, that. So, um, but it, so I've got some stats for you on the Preston versus Blackburn derby. I love a stat. Go. Love, love a stat. So, um, well, Preston are currently three three wins in a row. Yep. So they're looking like the favourites of, of winning that derby. Yep. They've also won four of their last five home games. Yep. Um, Blackburn um, have lost their last six away games. So wow. not racking up good for Blackburn um, going travelling to Preston. Um, 
and out of that, so Blackburn versus Preston, uh, they've both met um, in 112 occasions. Yep. Preston have won the last. Uh, sorry, Preston have won 47 of those meets. Blackburn have won 34 of those encounters, okay. and there's been 31 draws. So, uh, but um, uh, yeah, Blackburn also just reading my notes here. They are without a clean sheet in their last four matches. So, it's all looking in favour of a. Preston victory uh, in the uh, Lancashire Derby. There you go. Uh, Bet responsibly, the lost lioness Hayley Roach has gone Blackburn to lose. Gone, yeah, gone Blackburn um, for the for the victory. Now we um, did, but, did. Sorry, go. No, go for it. Yeah. No, I was no, going to say the. Uh, yeah, Jim's not here, but I can see the ghost of Jim Webb's <laughs> just sitting there looking at me with that. Uh, what are you talking? So let's have a chat about that Sheffield Wednesday Millwall game. Yeah. Is that going to be a? Yep. Is that going to be one to avoid? Like, you know, let, let's not waste our time watching that sort of rubbish. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> well, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait that pause there, Hayley. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Let's look, let's look at that fixture for what it is. It's, it's Millwall in 21st place. Sheffield Wednesday currently in 23rd place. Um, both teams not on, not on great form. No, no, but, Millwall, you know, when you Millwall, look at the last four matches, yeah. Millwall, yeah, they haven't won in five. The last four other, yeah, they haven't won. Um, Sheffield Wednesday haven't uh, haven't haven't won in the last three matches. Yep. Um, so it's uh, and they're fighting for their lives. It's like you, usually, you know, it's the six pointer, the nine pointer. Mm. They are fighting for survival. So. Um, it, it could it could be one of two ways. It could be the greatest game ever. It could just be a scrappy fight for um, for survival. And talking about scrappy fights, Rotherham at home against Watford. That'll yeah, be a scrappy yeah. fight. I can I can see you guys getting points in this one. You know what? Um, uh, I can too. We lost five, to say that we lost five nil to Watford. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. That, that's in run from the records. That never happened. <laughs> but that was away. Yeah. So we don't count those. We don't. No, count those. of course we not. We only count the home pitch. Yeah, so, right. Absolutely. So um, you know what? Rotherham have conceded less goals um, since we got our new manager. So uh, and we are scoring goals. We're just not scoring as. You know, as many or more than the opposition. <laughs> uh, Sounds like me and I'm scoring goals more regularly, <laughs> just not scoring enough goals more regularly. Just not scoring enough. <laughs> um, but so we go in, we go into this as we go into every match because we're the mighty Millers. Mighty Millers, um, you know, full of confidence um, and full of faith uh, that they that we are going to do something. But um, uh, either way, can I say I'm not going to predict the defeat. So is it going to be a victory or a draw? Am I allowed to do that? Of course you are. You can do whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly Excellent. right. Excellent. So that's what we do. Um, now, the other thing, Robin United have been trending, let's say, on the social system. No. Uh, what, Taylor Swift yes. is now a member? <laughs> we've been... Well, oh, the Robin United fan club, the Mighty <laughs> Millers. So, no, we've been trending this week, and let me tell you why. Why? Because we, we played Hull yep. um, last week. Uh, last week, we yeah. might have lost that match 2-1, but uh, Jaden was scored a cracker of a goal and there was controversy Contra- over yeah. who actually scored the goal. Now, a lot on social are stating that this is actually the goal of the season. That it's big claims by Jaden Philogene from yep. Hull. Yep. Um, now, he did score a cracker of a goal. We gifted him the ball, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> uh, in defence. 
Um, but he, he did a bit of magic. He's got amazing footwork. Um, crossed it in far post, and everybody was crediting him with the goal. But, but the referee, yep. the referee credited Cameron Humphrey Grant as an own goal. With, yep, as an own goal. Uh, it went viral. Uh, there was, you know, debate. Yep. Blah blah blah. The football league got involved because of the escalation and the noise that was made on the social medias. Yep. And guess what? They took. They have now credited. Um, Jordan Philogene with that goal. Oh, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. I know it was an own goal. It was clearly an own goal. It took a deflection off Cameron Humphreys. Yep. But there, and as slight as it was, the pressure from social media um, meant that the Football League got involved and they have now credited Jaden Philogene with that goal. Yep. So realistically, that's one of the ones where the defender's quite happy to give it up. I was like, I don't want, I don't want the own goal. You can, you know, the striker can have the goal for that. Yeah, they have a. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dubious um, goal commission pro board, whatever they want to call it. So when there's dubious goals, particularly in that situation, they they, they do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the um, the BBC website and they've uh, called it Philogy's audacious Rabona style strike, oh, no. or, or, or as we're calling it, an own goal. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it was an inc- it was an incredible strike. From it came out of nowhere. Uh, he was almost on the touchline, and uh, yeah, he. It took a great strike, went in the far post over everybody, but it did it did take the slightest um, of deflections from Cameron Humphreys. But you're right, yep, um, it's now been overturned. Yep. Jaden Filigy credited with a lot of people making big claims that a goal of the goal of the season. Um, well, yeah. So maybe we can put that on the socials. Maybe we can post that on the Facebook page and. Uh, See what see what the listeners are thinking. I think it's a good goal, but for me, it's not goal of Pete, Pete shaking his head. No, no, no yeah. I, I haven't is seen it. it. I haven't seen it, but I was just <laughs> just it... wondering if we've ever had the situation where the goal, goal of the season was an own goal. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's definitely a title lead the defender yeah. wouldn't want. Oh, you've won goal yeah. of the season. Voided that year. Why's that? Own goal. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an own goal. Um, yep. Yeah, and, so, and the yeah, BBC so Sport, him, Sorry, the BBC Sports, Chris Lepowski, who is a, uh, a a mad keen West Brom fan, would never lie. He calls it an own goal. I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> it would never lie. <laughs> he would never lie. <laughs> no, never, never. Um, all right, what else have I got? Go for Other it. news from the championship this week. Go. Preston North End, as we know, currently ninth in yep. the championship on 48 points. Yep. They've been charged by the Football Association with two counts of misconduct in relation to crowd control. Ooh. So Preston North End are alleged that um, they failed. Uh, it's alleged that they failed to con- ensure their fans conducted themselves in an orderly fashion at two matches um, this season. Uh, one which was against Huddersfield on yep. the 12th of December uh, in a league match and an FA Cup tie against Chelsea. Uh, so that was, we what, two weeks later, wasn't it? Watch this space, yes. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see, see where, that, uh, where that goes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another interesting game coming up. Uh, the, uh, the great Tony Mowbray, thank you very much, uh, Tony, for everything you've done to West Bromwich Albion, uh, is t- facing his former side, Sunderland. They, uh, you know, Sunderland gave him the boot, which I thought was a bit harsh, but he's taken on Birmingham, that poison chalice that is Birmingham City. Yeah, that's a big, a big fixture, right? Um, oh, yeah. It is a big fixture. Um, it's got to be a Sunderland victory, though. I know that, uh, um, you know... Uh, and also, that's what happens, isn't it? When a club fires their manager, they <laughs> yeah. win the next match. It is, 
literally stunned. It's almost a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it almost is a given. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I think that that would be a sun, that would be a Sunderland victory uh, over Birmingham. Uh, but mind you, saying that Birmingham, they've, they've 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 got a couple of victories in their last five matches. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think um, uh, I think Sunderland would be too strong, in my opinion. I know they're not been on great form, but I think that would be a, that would be a Sunderland victory. And, what do you uh, think? Yeah. Even though it's an away game for Sunderland? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm back in Mowbray. Uh, I, I, when he was with us, some of that football yeah. was just... Uh, it, well, when we had... Uh, uh, I'm not even going to mention his name. Captain White Shoes and <laughs> some of that boring crap that uh, he uh, put in front of us. It just made us even more uh, nostalgic for Mowbray style of football. Um, where we going? Oh, um, what have we got? We got another uh, a sacking. Um... So, Annie, uh, Brighton editor, Brighton writer, uh, is now Huddersfield's new coach. That was uh, out of the blue. I thought he was going to the uh, to the Premier League. But, um, yeah, he's now up at Huddersfield. Well, now, now at Huddersfield. You know, yeah, ex and FC Zurich going to Huddersfield. There's going to be a culture shock for him. <laughs> you know, hello, what's this place? <laughs> it's Huddersfield, mate. Oh, my goodness, I'm off back to Zurich, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and he's got a, that's a tough job. That's a tricky. He's in. He's in a bit of a tricky place there. Oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah, good luck to him on that. <laughs> good luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell him more than that. Good luck, mate. You know, you'll be. Uh, don't sell that house in Zurich, mate, because you'll be back there soon enough. Yeah, right? that's about all I've got to say yeah. for that. Yeah. With Huddersfield, yeah. crikey, that's. Uh, good luck. Uh, who wants that one? Um, yeah, no, tough. Where, where tough. Else um, so Huddersfield play Hull this weekend, yeah. and. Um, I, I get, that's going to be a tough game. I think Hull for me would be would be one of those. I mean, they're in that set of forty four clubs that mm-hmm. have got forty eight points. Yep. I think I think Hull um, are pretty strong um, and would climb out would climb out of that fairly easily. I reckon. Yep. They've got they've got a couple of good fixtures. I mean, Huddersfield they're playing. Yeah, they're on position twenty in the league, um, and Huddersfield Hull are looking pretty strong. Uh, and looking to get out of that that mass of um, four teams there and, and aim for that that sixth spot in the league. Yep, and Ipswich Town trying to get back to where they belong. I really hate that when oh Leeds back to where we belong. Yeah, back in the third division, mate. It, it's rubbish. <laughs> uh, Ipswich are away to Swansea City. That's a tough game for both of those two clubs. How do you see that one going, Haley? It is. Um, I, I think it's, I think Ipswich. I mean, I think the last time we spoke, I think Ipswich were flying in the top of the league. They were. They were um, just, just behind Leicester and giving Leicester yeah. a bit of a hard time. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's a bit of, you know, uh, there's a bit of uh, competition in that in that top four. Yep. Um, and I and I think um, it, I think it, I'm going to go with Ipswich against, against Swansea. It's a tough one. It's away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, it's away for... Oh, no, it's home. Home, home Ipswich, for Swansea, sorry. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to go Ipswich. Yeah, Swansea mid-table. part of the season, yeah, I think, and, and yep. where they are, um, I, I don't see them dropping points to Swansea. No, and uh, Ipswich do have a game in hand, but even if they win that game tonight, it, it still keeps them in fourth place. And Swansea, like yeah. I said, are in 17th. So they're, well, I won't say they're not in any danger of relegation because they're only... Um, what's that? Seven points clear of uh, of the mighty... Well, 
the mighty Miller's spot, which yeah. is uh, 20, <laughs> 21st. As uh, as Jim Webb says, I'll take 21st every time of the year, uh, every time they give yeah. it to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and, 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 and most Miller's way. fans will say, 21st? Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> You've just, you've just got that thing. You've just got to be the fourth worst club. The fourth worst? <laughs> <laughs> With That's all you've got to be. You've yeah. just got to be the less, you know, you just don't want to be the third worst club. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? So we've got Leeds versus, again, I think Leeds, um, Leeds versus Plymouth, right? Yeah. So, um, that's the third place versus fifteenth place. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, the Leeds are they're going to be fighting yep. for that. And that's, that's, a, that's a TV got, game. Got, How many? What that that'll make? What if Leeds win this one? That's seven in a row they've won, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous. Uh, that, yeah. It is ridiculous. You're absolutely right. It's yeah, I reckon, there, I reckon there's something going on there. Yeah, we spoke to oh, Alice Congdon earlier on. I reckon their strength and conditioning <laughs> program must be must be looked at. There's something going on there. Something going on. Yeah, I mean, it's not just. Uh, I don't see Plymouth being the uh, being the team to you know currently stop Leeds United at this moment in time. What but, else? Um, Who have we not mentioned? Oh, Bristol City have got. Queen's Park Rangers, Queen's yeah. Park Rangers. Uh, yeah, that... uh, and I think anybody playing QPR right now. Um, uh, if it were banking on three points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not not much to go on. However, saying that, they have picked up some points in their last couple of matches. So um, you know, it might be it might be a bit of a game, but um, I don't think um, Bristol are going to drop points to QPR. No, no, and we get that West Brom chat going again. We've got midweek fixtures on Tuesday. Plymouth will be hosting the mighty Baggies. Uh, that, uh, I'm not looking forward to that, I tell you that. It's, you know, and um, do I mention it? Ipswich have got uh, the mighty Millers at home. That that looks that looks difficult yeah, on paper there, that Hayley. Looks, that looks frightening. Yeah, well, let's not, let's, um, yeah, that looks, I mean, is the, the Ipswich coming to, you know, the New York Stadium? Um, you know, it's the Temple of Fear. <laughs> the so. Temple of Fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stadium. It's the stadium of dreams. Oh, <laughs> my, the Temple of Fear. You couldn't keep a straight face with that one, Haley. No, 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 I couldn't. <laughs> the New York Stadium, aka the Temple of Fear. Really? Uh, uh, no, I know. Everybody loves coming to London tonight. It's, uh, it's probably because they can pick up some points. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good journey. Let's, let's have a travel up to the. Uh, let's have a travel up to South Yorkshire. Yep. Um, and take some points with us. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely. And there's not a lot. To, there's not a lot for a Rotherham United fans to look forward to until we get to about. I think it's March the fifth. When we've got a local South Yorkshire derby, um, we, we, and we, we can take, maybe look, yeah, we can maybe look to play um, our neighbours at yep. Sheffield Wednesday. And put them on the um, foot of the table, and you take the three points and kickstart yeah. the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're giving everybody that head start just so it doesn't look too obvious. There's something going Absolutely. on at, at Rotherham. When we, when we get on a roll, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, go on, Haley. No, no, go. I was just going to talk about some uh, some women's statistics, we'll but, on, uh, just to change it slightly. We'll get onto that in just a moment. Was, Pete, Pete's been busting to get this one out. No, I just noticed then, and sort of looking at the table, like you say, you've got four four teams all on forty eight points. Coventry currently in sixth place. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
if we applied the A-League rules, they'd go. actually be down in ninth place because although they've got the better goal difference, they've won less matches than all the other teams on 48 points. So Come on now. That, again, uh, they've had the A-League's had the... So, you know, if nah. the EFL gets the work experience kid to draw up the league <laughs> rules like, like the A-League did or the APL did, um, yeah, so just I sort of noticed that. Then all the other teams below them on 48 points have got 14 wins. Coventry's only 12 wins. So, again... Slight difference in how things are worked out these days. Yeah, okay. At least this season. Yeah. I, I'm assuming next season they'll go back to normal. Anyway, sorry, that was that was my distraction. I noticed yeah, that on the on table. You. All right, Hayley, go. Women's women's football. Oh, okay, women's football. Big news. Chelsea, the league leaders, yep. lost at home um, for the first time in three years. Yeah, I know. Which I know. is oh. 33 matches since they lost a game. Um, and they lost to uh, one nil to Man City, which put Man City um, in second place of the mm. women's um, championship. So, like Chelsea are not used to losing; no, they're not used to being on that side of the uh, um, of the score sheet. No, so, exactly. only, only their second loss for the season. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. see, see the difference, Sam Kerr. You know, Sam Kerr not in the team. That, that's what happens. Yeah. They, they've gone to rabble. <laughs> <laughs> gone. It's all, it's all gone south. It's all um, gone south. <laughs> All gone south. But, yeah, so, so that was big news. And then the other big news that we've got in England today is, is Arsenal have got a sellout match against Manchester United in the Women's Super League. I know. So they're going to smash that attendance record again, yep. which they are doing on a regular basis. Um, um, but of, and, of course, there are some Matildas that are that have potentially got a, a, a role to play in that match. So yep. um, we've got Steph Catley, Cooney Cross and Caitlin Ford. Caitlin Ford, um, yeah. For uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, and then Man United. We've got Mary Fowler yep. um, and Alana Kennedy. Sorry for that. Was, sorry, I've got my teams mixed up. They are Man City. Yeah, um, they played in the match that uh, Chelsea lost against. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I posted that on our uh, World Football Program Facebook page. You know, Arsenal versus Manchester yep. United is a sellout, and you know, and it's, it's like... live on it's live on. Um, uh, you know, uh, satellite TV as well in the UK. So, and um, we give a shout out to Optus Sports. You'll get it live there as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, Optus. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's just great, isn't it? I, I still the women's game in England continues to break records and um, uh, and hit the headlines for the right reasons. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. We we'll look forward to, to the outcome of that that game because that's the I think that's third versus fourth. It is third versus so fourth. Arsenal are currently third and Man yep. United are currently fourth. So um uh, yeah Arsenal not really contending for that championship um title this year that they thought they were on for despite some big yeah. signings. But yeah. um um yeah oh, either way, great game. Arsenal Man United in the women's super league. So yeah, big game there in the UK. And down at the other end of that table, Hayley, we've got uh, West Ham, Everton, Brighton and Bristol City. Bristol City look like they've been cut away there in that relegation because only one goes down. They're on six points, yeah. but the other three teams are on 11. And they're the two, team, 11. two teams above yeah. that, Villa and Leicester, they're only on 13. So there's yeah. what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams, yeah. seven if we include Bristol City, that are in danger of, of going down. But it looks... Likely that the uh, that the new team on the block, Bristol City, are going yeah. back down again. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think in women's football league terms, that jump is pretty oh, massive. Huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. So, so to go, to, yeah, to in your first season to go up a up a um, league in in to the women's super league, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a massive jump. So, 
sadly for Bristol City, yeah, look like going straight back down again. And, and we do the stats there because I'm just looking at this and just all my rough mathematics. The stats <laughs> there is that every Bristol City game, home or away, usually finishes Bristol City one, anybody else three. Their, their problem is they've got no Australian players. I think just That's about it? every other team in the the women's Super League uh, has a has an Australian on them. That's, That's a great stat, Pete. It's a great stat. I'm <laughs> going to do some research on that. Oh no, no, don't don't try to verify it. That was just a guess. <laughs> there, there might be another club that doesn't. <laughs> I'm thinking which Australian plays at Everton there, Pete? Oh, no, no, don't 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 research it. No, 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 no. Research and uh, and the World Football Program, particularly when I'm in the chair. No, no. Claire, Claire Wheel is at Everton. Oh, look at that! Oh. Look at that! He's onto it. He's onto <laughs> it. There you go. He's just trying to back up that hashtag World Greatest Wingman by going Claire World Wheel. Absolutely. Hayley, we've we've gone all over the shop here. Well done. Is there anything you want to leave our listeners with before we let you go? Because I'm. I'm we know you've, uh, you're a busy lady and we've got some guests lined up who are itching to have that chat with me so they can make me look a little bit more sillier than I already do. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're all good. I think we, we, we've covered a lot of a lot of grounds, uh, a lot of grounds as well. <laughs> a lot of grounds. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered a lot of grounds. Absolutely we have. No, um, I wish your next guest all the very best and have the rest of a great show. And I will speak to you again very soon. I can't wait, Hayley. You know that. I cannot wait. It's uh, it's always my pleasure to, to have you on, on the show and you, you stay safe and loving the GC. Good on yeah. you. <laughs> you. Got the surfboard out yet or what? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Thank you, Hayley. We'll talk to you again soon during All the right, season. Talk to you, again soon. you stay safe. Bye for now. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. And that was Hayley Roach, the Lost Lioness, who covered a lot of grounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just for you, Hugh, uh, on our Facebook page, you can see the video of Southampton's game against West Brom. I put it up just for you. Door. How? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, not the full game. No, just the highlights. You might. Are there any highlights for you? No? All right. Yeah, good yeah, on you. That's Thanks, the last mate. time we're on together, yeah. isn't it? You're on the World Football Programme with Hugh Best. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's leaving now. <laughs> uh, stick with us, plenty more to come. After the break, we will have Richard Pavley, who is the uh, Secretary of Walking Football Association of Australia, who's going to talk to us about the program they've got up there for mixed walking football up at Wanneroo. Stick with us, it's just gone five minutes, well, what's that, six minutes past 11 on Saturday, the 17th. You're on the World Football Program, Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at Gate and Fence Hardware. .com.au Station Sponsor Oswest Fencing and Royal Tine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. 
Oswest Fencing and Raw Tire. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM And that's what you're listening to. It's just gone 10 past 10, uh, 10 past 11 here on Saturday 17th of February. You're on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Yeah, Pete's looking at the new clock. There's a new clock up there. I still there is. And I, I know, yeah, I was wondering why it says uh, 11.08 and you said 10 past. And I was... Uh, gee, I'm rounded up, rounded up. Come on, Pete. <laughs> give, me a, give me a break there. Now, jo- joining us on the line is Richard Pavley. Richard, good morning. And uh, start with that big whack for me. What have I got wrong? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Pete. Uh, yeah, you just got the surname pronounced wrong. Uh, we pronounce it Pavley. Pavley? Pavley. Yeah. Good work. So I just uh, Correct. My dad would never forgive me if I did. Oh no! Okay. Get, get your dad round here. Give, give me the slap on the side of the head. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's my Australian accent not working properly. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no worries. Now, uh, before we start, uh, the Richard Pavey story, please, mate. Can, go. Oh, sir, I, I guess I, I, I'm an em- immigrant, as, as you know. Uh, I Could you move closer to the phone, please? Because I, I see that we've had some issues with the line here and we can't hear you very well, but uh, that I'm trying to do some uh, uh, technical skills here, which I'm, I'm very limited in. So I'm going to do the obvious to start with. If you move closer to the phone, that'll help us out. Uh, Richard, your football club, you're an immigrant. Who do you support? Um, Manchester United, unfortunately. Unfortunately? <laughs> Turn it up. What do you mean, unfortunately? Well... If you, if you look at what they've been doing in the last few seasons, uh, you know it's like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> you, know, you watch them play, you watch them play one game, and they're, you know, they're absolutely awesome, and everything's going right. And then the next game, it game, it just embarrassing. I, I again with the World Football Program Facebook page, I put a post on there just the other day. The Manchester, the current Manchester United squad is the most expensive squad ever assembled in world football history. We're talking about $1.4 billion worth of talent on that field. Explain why they are so rubbish then, Richard. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not sure the valuations are quite right and there's definitely something gone wrong in the, uh, in the procurement side of, uh, of Manchester United. Well, uh, they, they, sure. they base that on uh, the advertised transfer value. So if you, when you paid, uh, uh, you know, $73 million for... You know, some guy sitting on the bench. That that counts as part of your part of the squad. Now, um, yeah. Ten Hag, what, what's your opinion of him? Because he's fairly divisive when it comes to Manchester United uh, fans. I, I, I think he's uh, 
quite talented. I mean, why would he leave Ajax to go to Manchester United if he, if he wasn't going to value add to a mighty club? Yeah, I, I guess, I, you know, he's, he's, he's done okay. You know, it's time, I think, all of the managers need need the time, need, you know, to get their squads together, get everything working. I don't think Manchester United have really given anybody time uh, in there, so hopefully they, they will give him time. Yep. You know, then, then, you know, see how he does. Uh, you know, maybe let him assemble some players that he, of his choosing. Mm-hmm. Um see where we go from there. Okay, before we get on to the walking football side of things, the new ownership uh, at Manchester United, uh, are you across that? And if you are, what's your opinion there? Um, I'm not 100% across this. It's, right. it's a bit of an odd one to yep. me. You know, like you've got, you know, you've got the, the guys coming in, um, you know, they've got a minority share, yep. I, I guess. About 25% um, from what I... Uh, yeah, I you know... Whether or not they'll be given the free reign that, and the control that they seem to say that they're going to get, um, that'll be that'll be um, proof will be in the pudding, as they say. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, I I think, like most Manchester United supporters, I think I'd have seen, preferred to have seen the gauges right out of the, <laughs> the club. But, yeah. um, that wasn't to be. And obviously, if you've if you've got uh, a nest egg like that that's giving you money. Um, you're not going to want to let it go, oh, are you? No, 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 of course not. Yeah, that, the new role is going to be the direct, well, in charge of football operations. So that should be, yeah. you know, the, the manager, the style of play, uh, you know, technical directors, players in and out, that sort of thing. But uh, like you say, uh, are the Glazers likely to go, oh, by the way, mate, do what you like. Of course they're not. <laughs> now, what about, uh, again, one more. <laughs> Sorry, mate, one more. Old Trafford, there's always that little, you know, whisper in the background that, you know, Old Trafford, the... Yeah, the, the once mighty proud stadium that it is is no longer fit for purpose. According to UEFA, it's no longer fit for purpose. Can you ever see uh, United moving away from Old Trafford, or, or, or you know, because it's at the point now where the um, the redevelopment of that stadium is going to be cost prohibitive and, and certainly would limit you know the the, the advancement of, of that club. Can you ever see United going? We'll go to the new Old Trafford, for example. <laughs> oh, I've got, I, I've got no sort of idea on that one to okay. be completely honest you know it's uh, there's a lot of history but a lot of grounds of, of you know a lot of clubs have left grounds with history and yep. um you know it's a shame but uh, i guess they need to move forwards and and have modern stadiums mm. with the facilities that that everybody expects yep. so yeah. I, I guess yeah i guess at some point okay uh, they'll move yeah. yeah, your noisy neighbours did that, and they uh, they you know, mm-hmm. basically uh, buried their tradition at, at Main Road and went. Oh, his uh, anyway. We'll go. Yeah, we'll, look where they are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah don't. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we try not to go down that uh, that wormhole. Like I try not to go yeah. down that wormhole because you know when you have a an oil rich state owning a football club, you know if, you expect to win everything. Yeah, you know, because and again with yeah. a bit of luck uh, the. EFL and the EPL will go, oh, by the way, Manchester City, um, your books, you know, you've cooked them yeah. to the point where they're on fire, mate. <laughs> and well, we're going to. Yeah. I mean, That's Everton, very quickly, sorry, mate, your books aren't good. Here's 10 points. Manchester City, oh, nothing to see here, mate. <laughs> There's smoke coming out of that book, mate. <laughs> nothing to see here. Yeah. Let's move on. Now, that's a good segue for me. Let's move on. Richard, we've got you on for the uh, walking football. Can you tell us yep. what's, what's happening up there at the Wanneroo walking football space, please? Well, so, so, so at Wanneroo, um, yeah, we've been going there for, since 
2018, mm-hmm. and um, predominantly we've we've you know it's been a, a man's sort of men playing there you know, from sort of anything from just just under 50 up to uh, into the 70s. Yep. Um, we've got a good bunch of guys, um, but we sort of our numbers have sort of dwindled a little bit through through um, through injury, you know, long term injuries. Yep. A few people have moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've sort of moved into now more of a mix session yeah. on our, our, our walking football on a Wednesday night. Right. So, and we're getting now regularly getting sort of 20, 20 odd people turn up uh, to play. We we just look on the day, we mix up the teams, and um, you know, um, you know, try and sort of have a sort of mixed levels of ability and age and, and sexes in each of the team. Um, yeah, and, and and it's and it's sort of yeah, very popular at the moment. We're we're we're, we're very strong, you know, with numbers. Um, and so we decided um, we would we'd sort of hold our own little sort of competition, um, sort of festival, which we've got on the 9th of March. Yep. And you know, to sort of I guess to mirror the the fact that we've got uh, a lot of sort of mixed games going on, we decided we'd make it a mixed tournament. Um, so at the moment, I think we've got seven teams um, registered into it um, to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll play. We'll kick off about four o'clock, play through till about eight o'clock, and just depending on the final number of teams, will depend on you know the sort of playing order and and such like. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of where we're we're at, I guess. Okay, and how, how can we get involved in that if we're interested? Oh well, here we go. You saying that now? You, now that's um, <laughs> you've set yourself up now oh, because <laughs> uh, yeah. So I so I've, so I've done some some research. Oh no, I've research. To a few people, <laughs> and um, and I understand that you are one of the best goal uh, goal golfy best referees out there. So, it up. so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a challenge to you, Hugh, that uh, for you to uh, to have a little look at the walking football rules and. Uh, Maybe come along and uh, you take part in in the in the uh, festival we've got going as one of our referees. I've I've, I've so. said this because um, do they have a structured referee course for walking football or is it basically if you know so, the rules you're in it? Uh, so so there is there is a um, a course yep. that um, people can do and it's it's uh, it was started up by the guys over in. Um, Queensland, yeah. Uh, guys, Steve Cunningham, uh, Alan Templeton's been involved in it. Some guys over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so they run this course over there. They've put a lot of people in the eastern states into the course. Right. Um, we sort of want to try and get something run over here. Yeah. They normally do it over there. They do a sort of uh, a bit of a classroom exercise and then a, a sort of some practical side of things. But obviously. If they're in the eastern states, it's a bit difficult to do the practical side of it um, when we've got guys over here. So it's something that that I want to get sort of uh, help uh, put in place. Yep. Um, so we, so you know, the aim the aim there is that across Australia, you get a consistent, you know, level of refereeing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I think across Australia. Uh, all of the sort of walking football sort of people are, are generally aligned with the rules that we play to. Mm-hmm. So unlike um, unlike the sort of UK, where in in the UK you've got 
different rules um, being played in England. There's sort of two main sets of rules. Oh, okay. Uh, one's based on the FA and one's based on the Walking Football Association. Um, Scott, in Scotland, they play a slightly different set of rules as well. Um, I'm not sure about what, what happens in, uh, in Wales, but, but there's, there's variations and, and there's, there's a few guys sort of in Australia um, that, that have sort of got together um, create the Walking Football Federation Australia and, and we're sort of all aligned on, you know, we should all be playing to the same rules. So I know there's mm. uh, um, Brian Pearson, who, who plays up uh, your way, uh, has gone yep. o- over to Europe. H- how does that work? If you've got um, you know, major um, soccer nations playing a different rule version oh, of, of our game, how, how does that work when you when you meet up on, on those sorts of uh, you know international tournaments? There, there must be. Yeah, a... well, obviously you're, you're going to play to the rules of the uh, you know the the hosts. Oh, is that right? Tournament. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so you'll play to, you know, so most of the big competitions that are being organised mm-hmm. are, are either, you know, are, are either by people aligned to uh, the sort of the um, FA's rules yep. and, and then, and then, and then the Walking Football Association. But the difference is, uh, us, you know, can be small. Um, you know, I'm not over 100% over all the, the, the minor differences, <laughs> but it could be like, it could be as simple as, one lot will play. You can't pass back to the goalkeeper, and the other lot will. Oh, um, right. you know, it's yep. it's 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 minor it's minor differences. Which you think, why can't you just sit down around a table and agree? Well, what, yeah, no, know, that's uh, to, to all play to the same. It's it's a bit. I guess there's some egos there. Um, who knows why? Okay, no, no, we we you know we don't we don't want that in Australia. We no. want to uh, harmonise things. Okay, um, but you do. But also, you do. You do adjust the rules. You know, the one thing with it is, um, you know, you adjust the rules to the people that are playing, to the numbers of that you've got. So, and the abilities of players. So, you know, you might you might decide that you're going to play a game where you're going to do three touch um, instead of you know just multiple touching. Mm-hmm. You know, you introduce three touch. It means that some of the the more skillful players can't just hold the yeah, ball. Yeah. Um, you know they need to make use of the other players, um, so so it's you know it, it can be a bit more inclusive by doing things like that. Things like the goal size, you know, if, if you're short on players, um, you know what we do at Wanneroo, if, if we're short on players, we will go and get some of those like little sort of um, you know goals that are like you know sort of a meter by I don't know half a meter high. Mm. We'll we'll stick one of those in the area. We'll have no goalkeepers and. Um, you know, we'll play four sides like that, um, just you know, just to adapt to the number of people. So, so yeah. on, on a, uh, a, if you, we don't have any um, any worries about people turning up. How many would be uh, on a field for a normal game of walking football? If, if we had unlimited <laughs> players, how many versus how many? Hmm. So, so the game itself will be played normally five or six sides. Yep. Is the um, is the sort of norm? Um, so, so I'm they, not they, sure anyone stretches. I don't think there's any sort of competitions that stretch to seven aside. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I think generally it's five or six aside is is the, the common amount. But you know when when it's a when it's a social training session, you know it's it's almost like however however many turn up asides, 
Um, you know, and once you get too many, you know, you you split the teams, you know, down in half or, you know, sometimes you can play, you know, if you get 18 people turn up, you can have three, six, three teams of six. Yeah. Do a round robin, you know, play like that. That's, it's, it's adaptable like that and, ev- and everybody just accepts that's the way you do it. Good. Um, you know, we're not there to... We're not there to win sheep stations as the term is over here. Um, we're, we're there to enjoy it um, and, you know, get, get get the fitness benefits out of it, get the social side out of it uh, yeah. and have fun. So with that in mind, how, how's that uh, mixed football working? So uh, Pete and I were discussing earlier in the show that is it uh, husbands and wives turning up? Is it uh, sons and daughters turning up? Is it, you know, that, that sort of... Oh, there's, there's, there's a couple of couples that yep. sort of... That, that play um, in in it, but but no, it's it's not generally um, you know it's not generally like that. We've you know like when you say about sort of couples, we we've, we we at Wanneroo we've we've got a sort of father and son uh, team in a couple of guys that yeah, play. Yeah. Um, the son hasn't been playing much recently, but occasionally he'll he'll come. Um, you know, and and you know it's quite cool there. You've got you know you've got a guy who's um, sort of 75 or something, mm-hmm. you know, he's on the pitch. His son is, you know, coming up to 50, um, you know, and there they are combining together on their corner and scoring mm-hmm. a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, you know, how many people can, can say that they've done that with their dad? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Playing a sport you like. It's, it's cool. I know, I know, um, other sort of like in Asia, there's, um, there's a group that play all age groups. So right. you've got, You've literally got, um, you know, you've got kids playing with their parents, playing with their grandparents. Brilliant. Um, mm. And that's 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 the crowd, yeah. So, so that's quite popular in in, in Singapore and, and and a couple of other countries. Now. And obviously, um, you've got that uh, that possibility happening here in Australia as well, particularly at Wanneroo, that you'll be able to if that yeah. circumstance arises. Son, grandson, grandfather. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 like, like the last. Last Wednesday, one of the guys brought his son along. Um, he played in goal. Yep. Um, you know, he it was you know it was you know to get him out to get him to you know get him a bit of practice. You know, he enjoyed it. Nobody nobody's going to moan. You know, if, if you've got a you know if you bring on a you know a sort of I don't know sort of an eighteen year old lad, twenty year old lad yeah. who's whizzing all over the place <laughs> doing all his tricks. You know. People will just get fed up, and, and 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 you know they won't be happy with it. But if they're playing, you know, if, if they're playing, sort of in in the spirit of the game, um, then why not? Yeah. You know, it's, and that's it's where that three touch rule can, can be initiated. Go, oh, hang on a minute, yeah, he's exactly. A, he's you a know. superstar. Three touches, mate. That's it, and everybody plays yeah. the same way. Which, yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's a, you know, because walking, yeah, walking football itself, it, it's not a, it's not a a game where you're knocking the ball and trying to get past people. It's it's really a game, if you watch most of the goals that get scored, it's all one-touch passing, um, you know, moving the ball around, one-touch passing until you've got a nice opening and somebody puts it in the back of the net. Yep. Now, it, I, I, you know, some of it's nice to watch. Yep. I've gone to the Football West uh, webpage for uh, Walking Football and Football West and Football Australia are providing free registration and basic insurance coverage as uh, a... Uh, so oh, I the, think that's out of date. Is that out of date now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that'll be out of date. All right. But, so what, you know, so you can reg- So with 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 the football west thing, you know, like right. you know, I, I, I personally, I, you know, it, it, it's I'd like all the walking footballers to to register with football west. Yes. Um, and then uh, you know because 
at the moment we haven't got a dedicated sort of walking football um, sort of person in Football West. Is that and right? Where did Bianca nah, go? So uh, she's she's not sort of involved in it, not to my knowledge anymore. Yeah. We've had we've had a lot of people now. If you look at um, if you look at Football Queensland, they've got a guy Alan Templeton over there. Yeah, he's he plays the game. He's he's actually organised teams to go over to Europe yep. um, and play. Um, so. Um, he's 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 into it, and he and he works for Football Queensland. Right. So, so you've you've got you know it it, it works really well. Um, here we haven't had that sort of person, and, and ideally, that's what we want in all of the yeah in all of the state bodies. You know, somebody who who can play it. And what you've got is you know like if they want to organise things, there's plenty of guys here. Um, you know, that's where our association started. There wasn't anything being organised, so we got together um, to sort of start things off, to organise things. Yeah. Um, and also, it, it, it got some of the guys, like you mentioned about Brian, um, it got them to go over to overseas yeah, yeah, to play yeah. in a... There's a tournament called the Supermasters, yep. which is basically run... It was run by some college... Started by some college lecturers to look at the benefits of small-sided games for older people. Um, and a few years ago, they started to have walking football on board. Um, so we've we've had players go over to that um, and take part. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've they've been there the last two two years. It's been in Zurich um, at the home of football FIFA. Yeah. Um, so so you've got guys. You know, you know. It's like your average Joe Bloggs has been and played at the home of you know home of football. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, you know, it's an amazing thing. You know, and they're. You know they're at the prime prime of their life, um, and they get to go and do something like that. Yeah, so, we've said this more than a few times uh, on this show. Football can take you anywhere in the world that you yeah. want to go, and and it's it, it's sensational. And then, uh, again, we're looking at there's clubs here uh, all, all over the place. There'll be a walking football uh, club near you. Peel have got one. Sorrento, Florian. There's a, um, a dedicated women's um, walking football yeah. association. Can you can you? Exp- Talk to us about that one. If you have any knowledge about the the women's walk, yeah, 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 I, I, I know that. Yeah, I know the ladies from there. So they, you know, they sort of got together um, and 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 um, you know, sort of started started playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's some to be honest, there's some good footballers amongst them, and a few of them are going over to represent Australia in um, uh, this year yep. um, in May. Uh, so. Yeah, a group of those. I think there's six from WA that are, that are part of the team. Brilliant. So most of those, are, I think, are involved with the, um, you know, the WA women's group. Um, yeah, so so we've, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, to be honest, we're one big community here in yeah. WA. Um, you know, every every there's a lot of people that know each other. There's some of the groups are sort of, I guess, more active with each other than others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Wanneroo group, the Peel group, uh, there's a group sort of down at Foxes, yep. the ladies um, group, um, you know, uh, the Asheville crowd. Asheville crowd. You know, we're 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 all we're all sort of you know we're all very sort of you know play a lot of things together, um, you know, tournaments and things like that. There's a few others that are sort of sitting out there that occasionally will be involved in something. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, they're not always involved. So it would be nice, you know, to get them. Um, you know, more involved in everything. Yep. So, you know, the higher profile you can get it, the more people that want to want to play it, the bigger it gets, the more opportunities it, it presents to people. 
Yep. And Richard, yeah. with all these clubs over there, clubs in Geraldton, Albany, Bunbury, mm. is there somewhere in, in, in the pipeline a an opportunity for a, a WA championship to, to happen in walking football? Because you like um, I see here. Well, we, we've 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 held a what we've called a, a state tournament. Yep. So the Association of Walking Football Australia has held a, held a state festival um, every year since twenty twenty. I think. Okay. Might have been twenty twenty one. So we, we've we've held we've held them and they've been. Uh, so the last one we held was at the Stam Stamker Centre. That's right. Um, um, I've seen so it, yeah. so we we got we got football on uh, football Westford on board with us. So they pro, you know they they provided the the, the centre to us. Um, well, we did have to pay, but uh, yeah, but that, you know, but they, they put, you know they 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 put on you know they they, they had the staff there. Yeah. it was it was it was it was great what they uh, you know opened up to us. Um, so hopefully that sort of thing will will carry on. But yeah, we've so the association sort of does at least one state festival um, a year. Um, Peel normally do one or two competitions down their way. Um, they they're they're normally indoors at yep. the, um, the recreation centre down there, the mm-hmm. Mandurah Aquatic Recreation Centre. So slightly you know slightly different variation on you know playing indoors. Yeah. Um, mm. So, so we do that. Wanneroo has normally had a sort of competition uh, held um, on our grounds. We've we've normally done one a year. Um, so there, there are there, yeah, there's opportunities to play in competitions, and then you know there's things like the Pan Pacific Masters Games. Yeah. So there'll be a there'll be a group of us go over to that to uh, to take to take part in that and play. Uh, we've we've also we've got um, we started a. We we got invited to go to Malaysia to to put a couple of teams over to Malaysia in the mm-hmm. uh, back in September um, and and that sort of from a, from being just a little friendly uh, sort of weekend competition it's now sort of turned in they decided to call it uh, the Asia um, so the Asia Pacific Walking Football Cup yep mm-hmm. um, so we're going to host that. Over here in in August. Wait, um, wait a minute. Over here? Are we talking over here here or over here Australia? We're talking over here in in. So Earth. so we we we're uh, yeah. It's going it, at the moment. We're planning on it being at the Sam Kirst Centre. Sensational. Uh, mm. So it will be. Uh, it's going to be over three days. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, that we will we'll play. We're 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 sort of hoping to get countries. You know, sort of a few countries from around the. Um, Sort of the region, yep. uh, we we're looking to have two women's uh, age categories, three men's age categories, and some mixed uh, games in there as well. But w- w- what we did, which was which was really good um, when we went to Malaysia, is we played we played sort of men, you know, like fifties and sixties men, and then there was women's um, over sort of one one sort of like tournament day and then we had a we had like a, a social mixed yeah. day yeah so we just um well basically there was just players from all the different teams were were playing mixing it up um so you might have three of the guys from the aussie 50s team playing with uh three ladies from singapore um, against yeah. you know against against say another three people from australia and say three malaysian players that's our friendship um, so yes, yes. So it, it was just, it was just really, uh, really good to to do that. 
you know, there's obviously cultural differences and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's it's great, you know. So, you know, when you look at it, you know, we went over there. We were we were ambassadors for the con- for the game for the country. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got people coming over this year, so hopefully we can we can put on a good good uh, competition here. Um, so yeah, so we're hoping to have we're we're hoping to have uh, well we we'll have a minimum of five teams in that um, in the, across the age categories, but we we might end up with. Uh, you know, effectively, two two lots of Australian teams in it. Um, if we can get if we get the numbers, that's brilliant. So, Richard, time's got away from us. I can't believe it. I said this <laughs> right from the go. Yeah. It's, it's like Sorry, I could, yeah. as most people know, I could talk the leg of a chair. But when we're talking <laughs> football, I can talk both legs off any any chair. So yeah, um, I can do the same with walking football. You, no, you can. I'm <laughs> so happy to have you on, and and we'll get you on again uh, later on in the season if, if that's okay with you. But uh, just before we let yeah, you go. Probably, yeah. uh, how do we get in touch with uh, walking football and particularly the mixed walking football tournament that you are trying to get organised up at Wanneroo, please? So, so the um, so I, what I'll do is I'll I'll post a I'll post the this sort of flyer. Yep. Uh, I'll send you the flyer and you can if I can't post it onto your sort of Facebook group. You know, um, yeah. we've got the world's then, greatest wingman in the studio. He's already got the thumbs up. He'll he'll get onto that one. That I'll, yeah. I'll so, so basically. Um, you can, you know, you, if you go onto the Wanneroo uh, website, the yep. Wanneroo City Soccer Club website, you can get my contact details off there if somebody's interested. Yep. Pete's doing that if now. somebody just want, if somebody's an individual who wants to come along and, and have a look at the game, they're, they're more than welcome to come along on a Wednesday night. Yep. Um, if there's, there's also a West Australian Walking Football Facebook uh, page mm-hmm. and, and, and groups. So just just get on there and just type in Walking Football, and you'll. You'll find you'll find things on social media, um, yep. and you, and you and you'll find the contact details. They're they're all out there. And there's a club near you just find. around the corner. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Richard Pavley, thank you very much for joining <laughs> us. Yeah, <laughs> and I will get and, that uh, correct every time I ring you up. And and I'll, and I'll get Sean to 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 make sure that you're you're going to come along and do some refereeing for us. Well, now it won't be won't be at that tournament. I've I've. I've had a check. I've got a previous engagement, and that's not trying to cop out because I've said to Sean more than a few times that I'm super interested in becoming a, a walking football referee because I've only got one knee now, so I, I can't run anymore, and that has interested yep. me for a long time because uh, I have missed that that involvement of, of of being, like I say, making those friendships, being involved in a, in a game I love, uh, and and being out there we, actively involved. Yeah, we certainly could do with 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 uh, with a couple of you know people who are who have. Who have been referees and have yep. been there, done it, and can can adapt their skills and <laughs> and and take the ref, refereeing forward. That, that's why you're coming back on. You, you say I've got some skills. Best referee you've never seen. I, I love you. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and and being walking football is probably easier on your guide dog as well. You. <laughs> oh, you. How did you get uh, Huey? Oh, my goodness. It's been pick on Huey Day. Thank you very much. <laughs> Richard Paveley from the uh, Walking Football Association of Australia. Thank you very much for joining us. We will get, I definitely will get in touch with you uh, later on this yeah. evening. Thank you very much for joining us. We'd certainly appreciate your time. You have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers, thank, then. Thanks, thanks, mate. Richard. Bye. That was Richard Pavley joining us about walking football. There's a walking football club around the corner from where you are right now. Get on it. Uh, it is like no contact. Uh, you always got to have one foot on the ground. No offside. No offside. No offside. So I don't need my guide dog.
No, the, that would be for line to me. No, anyway. you... <laughs> oh, sorry, assistant referee, as they're called now. Yeah. No throw-ins, no slide tackles, no trips, strikes, pushes, punches, shoulder butt, no excessive force, no reckless or dangerous intent. I could do that blind. That's yeah. easy enough. Yeah. You know, I would put the blindfold back on me, no trouble. <laughs> well, you are on the World Football Programme. Joining us very, very shortly will be David Saunders, who is the president at Calamundi City FC. Plenty more to come. Don't you go anywhere. You're on the World Football Programme with Hugh Best and... Uh, Captain, give him a hard time, Pete Skeeler. Uh, plenty more to come. It's just gone 20 minutes to midday here in the beautiful suburb of Fremantle in Borloo. 107.9 FM, your local station. 107.9 Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. The top station on your radio dial, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. The top station on your radio dial, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And how did that happen? It's because I pressed the wrong buttons in the wrong order and I thought I was going to get away with not doing that today, but there you go. Never mind, that happens. Pete, um, hold that thought because we were talking off air about a very, very huge news story that uh, happened just uh, overnight. But before we get onto that one, we've got David Saunders from the Calamunda City Football Club joining us on air. Good morning, David. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you guys? I'm very, very well. David, we were going to be talking to uh, Angela, but uh, she has very kindly tipped you in- <laughs> into the uh, the chaos that is the World Football Programme with Hugh in the chair. <laughs> How well, are you I appreciate today? that. Oh, I'm sure that uh, I can get her back for this. But, um, yeah, I'll bet you will. I'll bet you will. So, the Calamunda City Football Club... What Pete's got his hands in the air. What, what's happening? Sorry, David, I just wanted to clarify something because I was obviously doing a bit of Googling. There's a Calamunda City and a Calamunda United. Is that the same club or is that different clubs? Okay. Here we go. So We're going to get on to that one, Pete. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, we are in the throes of confirming our 
successful merger with Maddington City. Okay. So we have gone from being Calumet United last season to Calumet City this season. Now mm-hmm. there's a few more boxes to tick. Football West are acknowledging it. There's um, yep. things with liquor licensing, um, other ABNs and bits and pieces that need to be done to make it all completely over the line. But yeah, we've ventured into this uh, agreement and yeah, we're one entity now instead of uh, the engagement last year. We're fully married now. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we've got a, a, a new logo and new club colours coming up. Is, is, is that right? Yeah, so obviously it's... Um, it's hard to, you know, merge clubs and get everything sure. exactly yeah. that both parties want. But I think we came up with a pretty good compromise. I like the logo. It's um, more football related. The other logo was, you know, it was sort of like about Calamunda, which is a nice place where we live, but it's not necessarily football. So right. the new logo kind of has come up really well. We've, after much um, procrastination and <laughs> ideas, sharing and um, backwards and forwards with the designers and Macron, um, Managed to get the shirts organised, so they'll be here for the new season. And Good. yeah, it's, it's looking really positive the, the way that it's working out. Like that was the hope when we talked about it in 2022 when Maddington were. Um, looking good to be promoted, but yeah. not having yeah. a permanent home. Yeah. Um, yeah, a guy at the club knew someone that knew someone, and we started talking about it. And you know, like we had the the things that they didn't have, and yeah. they had something that we didn't have. So you know, I think it's you know promises to to bode well for the future and give our club the pathway to playing Saturday football, which we didn't have at the time. So, mm. yeah, I think, you know, the Maddington players are really engaged with it. And um, I guess from a club point of view, it's much more diverse having a whole bunch of people from South America. Yeah. And, and that's a good mm. thing. Like, Calamunda is quite a um, affluent area and there's a lot of people that aren't directly from Calamunda now in the club, so it's good. It's good to sort of spread your wings and uh, diversity at your club, so it's going to only be a good thing in my mind. Yeah, no, without, without a doubt. Now, club colours, because whenever there's mergers, there's always, oh, we want our colours, no, we want our colours. What uh, what yeah. compromise did you come so, up with there? So, Madison have predominantly played in uh, white and that's red. Right. That's right, yep. Um, over the last few years, and we played in navy and sky blue. That's right. Um, so we have come up with a shirt which has the sky blue on the shoulders, but the navy shirt with a blue strips, a bit like the Paris Saint Germain sort of oh, li- um, shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think it, it's come up pretty good, and the sponsors are all happy that are going on the shirts and stuff. So yeah, I think it's, um, it's going to look pretty flush, and there's you know. Like you say, everyone wants a bit of this and a bit of that, and it's it's hard to get everyone. You know, it's like anything. You're, not, you're never going to please everyone, and no. you're never going to get everything exactly right. But you know, you're looking for a nice compromise which gives some credence to both histories of both clubs, and and also something to start fresh and move forward with. So I think we've managed to tick those boxes. Good and exactly that with the uh, the, the merger. You've got um, clubhouse and change room renovations coming up. Is that going to include um, some female specific, or is it going to be unisex change rooms? So what what um, part of the before all of this came about is mm-hmm. I think maybe 2019 they they start the process with the um, the update to the change rooms, which they probably and you know, the club rooms, which probably haven't been done for since they originally put in the. Odd, Band-Aid here and there, but nothing huge. <laughs> so, but, you know, I think what will happen is there'll be 
three specific change rooms for ladies or yep. uh, females. Right. Uh, current change rooms, of which there's four, will be uh, upgraded to a similar standard that the new ones will be. Um, they'll be all decked out. There'll be an umpire, a referee's room, umpire's room. Good. Also share it with the uh, rangers, so they have the same sort of needs for these things. Yes, so um, there'll be there's a couple of offices built in there, um, some slidable partitional walls in some of those rooms to make it bigger or smaller. And then the actual clubhouse itself is getting a bit of a revamp with a new bar, kitchen, and a, uh, a cool room instead of just having you know freezers. I suppose it gives you a bit more scope to do things like. Um, beer on tap and some other ability to open the club up to people so um yeah it's, it's, it's all positive you know like it'll we have been building our club for the last few years to be representative of the community and to have the facility to represent that yeah. club in a better way is also yeah. a good you know it's another step in the right direction so yeah it's, it's exciting times obviously it comes with a bit of um short-term pain in terms of the renovation mm-hmm. and the inconvenience perhaps that it could cause throughout the season but I think you've got to look at the big picture and realise that you'd rather be doing this and going forward than putting up with the and look standard, the facilities we have aren't bad by any yeah, stretch of the imagination yeah. so mm-hmm. compared to you know some clubs they're probably not quite as up to date and it'll be nice to be able to um, offer a more uh, modern facility to both our members and, and visitors. So yeah. Right. New club, new facilities, new new yeah. direction, new new future. Now with that in mind, the female uh, football program that I was going to discuss with Angela and the development that's happening there, can you discuss that to our listeners please, David? Well I can. I'm probably not as uh, no. articulate as Angela could do, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we've we've invested in our We've always had ladies' teams. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past few years, we have made a concerted effort um, to increase the base for that ladies' team, and, and that was, you know, driven by the fact that we had girls playing in mixed teams. And you know, over the years, you might have two or three girls, and then that becomes one or two girls. And, yep. and it's sort of, you know, like the nature of the beast is, it's much more likely that they're going to enjoy it if they're playing with a bunch of girls. So, of so. we. Um, started doing summer programs specifically for girls. We've always done summer programs. They were mixed. And then we decided to split it up and do summer programs, which were free. So, you, you know, you're enticing people in and, and giving them the opportunity to, you know, no pressure environment to see if they like it. And, and that sort of built up and built up. And so, you know, last year, I think, out of our 480 members, there was 125 females, so over a quarter. Wow. And we had... Teams in under eight girls, under two, under tens, under twelves, under thirteens, under fourteens, and under sixteen. So, you know, like to have that age, each age group represented means that you you're not having girls playing up out of their age, and yeah. you know, obviously they're having to play up to in, in two year increments rather than a one year increment. But I think that'll cause more more girls to become interested and in, in part of playing football. So, yeah, it's um, look. There's 50 percent of the population, and yeah. if you're only catering to half of it, well, you're probably missing the uh, <laughs> missing some opportunities there. And the Women's World Cup, we looked at prior to the Women's World Cup, and and discussed how we could, you know, it's a once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity to uh, to make hay in that space. And <laughs> you know, the girls, some of them are great little players, and they've really, you know, benefited from having these programs and these opportunities to develop and some of our you watch the girls play and they, they play a great brand of football and 
that just takes time and a bit of patience to, from coaches and the club to give them that chance to, to shine. And yeah, I think you know having a female um, specific direct coordinator that's mm-hmm. passionate and, and Angela plays and she coaches and mm-hmm. you know like she's she pushes the barrel really hard for the girls and goes and attends coaching lessons for girls or coaching sessions for girls and she um she's made a massive difference to the direction of the female program at our club and you know I can't be more thankful for the work that she does and the club is you know represent very appreciative of all the people in the pro- in that sort of scope there's another couple of ladies that coach and that play and coach and they don't have kids in their team but you know some of the things that we looked at before were female equipment female coaches yep. and just sort of closing the gap for the girls to Good. be more part of the uh, club and and not be at the club, yeah, be, yeah, be, the, the, be I, part of the club. So. Yeah, I won't yeah. mention any clubs, but I, I know a few that uh, actually, you know, sort of. Oh, it sounds nasty, but have that um, from the outside anyway. That that sort of perception that yeah, uh, like the women I, have been you know, tacked just, on rather thinking, than inclusive in the club. You're ticking a box, but yeah. you're not necessarily, you know, giving them the the best yeah. of the opportunities. And you know, like probably the chance to to play football as a girl, mm. you've got a, a, a higher chance of being successful because there is less people that's playing. Right. Yeah. yeah, You know, like, for a young girl that's really keen, you, you can, you can, there's probably more opportunity than ever. So this is a great time to be involved in. You know, before, four years ago, we talked about it with some other clubs saying that there wasn't enough local teams having girls and our girls were having to go to, you know, Mandarin. <laughs> You're selling it to the parents as much as anyone. Yeah, They're the people yeah. driving the kids there. And, you know, like, if we had more clubs locally to play then it's probably more likely more of the girls will keep playing and exactly. you know and, and, and the parents keep uh, being more inclined to be engaged because then like I say they're not on the road for half the day but yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That, that, that's brilliant. and I think it's slowly coming along and you know the World Cup helped a lot yeah you know like if you have foresight you can see these things before and then what can you do so the, I suppose for us as a club we've already done some of these things and so the next progression for us was to really We've done skill sessions for mixed and and sap sessions and things like that at the mm-hmm. club for the last few years. And mm-hmm. this year we've decided to uh, launch into a academy for the ladies to play, you know, the okay. girls to play. And you know, we had a a tryout session on Wednesday this week, and there was fifty girls attended. 50 and, um, brilliant. Mark Lee and uh, Tash Rigby and Millie Farrow were there to <laughs> um, help us do that. And you know, it was a great feeling to the session and I think that you know everyone that attended and walked away from them and wow this is you know this is a, exactly what we want to give our girls and also the idea of getting a third party and it takes away the pressure on the volunteers yes, to be does. you know doing these things all the time and, and it's also a different voice it may not be any may not be a different message it's just delivered by a different voice and, and you know I think it's, it can only be beneficial to do these things and, and try these things if you don't try you don't know and, and so yeah I feel like it's a really good step in the right direction for the, the girls at the club to push their uh, development. And one thing I was really impressed with what Mark was saying is like, you know, we want you to play football and you want you to have fun, but it's also like we want you to be good people. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, like that's a big part of our club and culture is to make sure that people are contributing in the right way. And it's not just all about winning and losing. It's a lot of learning and a lot of opportunities to become better people and players. So, exactly yeah, right. that was good.
Yeah, it's always good to hear a, uh, a club president who has that thought process. It's not about winning and losing. It's about becoming better people. That is a great thing to have for any club to to um, aim for, and, and, and it should be, and hopefully it is, at, at every club. R David, before we go, because time is running away from us, and Len is yep. setting up for Bags Group, which is uh, heard here on the station every midday uh, on Saturdays, is there anything else you would like to leave us with about Calamunda City and the new wonderful direction that's happening in your space? Oh, look, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to, to uh, always uh, put our club out there. Um, mm -hmm. You guys do a great job, and, you know, without people like you supporting the the game and potentially growing the game that you know, is the most played sport in the country and, and the world, it's it's great to be part of that bigger picture. And, you know, thanks very much for having the time and taking the time to listen to me rabble on. No, no, you're too kind. It's, it's usually the other way around. It's me rabbling on. Uh, David, thank you very much. I will uh, get in touch with you during the season, if that's OK with you. Yeah, of course. No problem. Fantastic. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day and joining us here on the World Football Programme. And we will get in touch later. Bye for now. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks mate. Ta-da. That was David Saunders, the president at the newly formed Calamunda City FC. So they've got their female football programme on the go. Have a chat to Angela and get on the go there. Pete, before we leave... Big, big news. <laughs> big, big news. So we've left it. We're going to rush it. it in the last three minutes. We're going to go over probably Crammed the biggest there, footballing story the last couple of years here. So Perth Glory has new owners. What? New the owners? Pelligra Group is the new owners. It's a private family-owned and operated property developer and construction business. And these are the people that have interests in a few clubs around quite the world. A few, yeah, they've actually got quite a quite an impressive mm -hmm. uh, portfolio of sporting teams. So... Italian Serie C Catania FC, Catania. which includes Catania rug Rugby, Catania yep. Women's Football, yep. Catania Junior Football, yep. and the Varese Basketball Team. Yep. In Australia, they actually include ownership of the Adelaide Lightning Women's Basketball, yep. Adelaide Giants yep. Baseball, Canberra Braves, and Adelaide Adrenaline Ice Hockey. Hang on, so they've got two baseball teams? Uh, two ice hockey teams. The Braves. Yep, uh, the Braves and the Adelaide Adrenaline are ice hockey that's teams. That's right. Sorry, go so, on. Sorry, so Pete. Not the Perth Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. So uh, you know, and now they've added Perth Glory to the list. Yeah. No, I was uh, hoping this would go through because, as I've said to the wonderful Matt Stacey more than a few times, that if we get like two or three youngsters from Catania who are sent over here to the Perth Glory to go get some first team experience, that's gonna that's gonna benefit us yep. with, without a doubt. Oh, my So we'll have to, have to see how it goes, but obviously all's looking promising. Sensational. Thanks for that, Pete. That's us done. Oh, my goodness. I mean, two hours. It just There's went by in the blink watch. of an eye. I only just sat down. When, when, <laughs> Going to get the kick out from, uh, from Len. Thank you very much for joining us, Pete. Thank you very much. No, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Pete. Really do appreciate your uh, your insults and uh, wax across the head every chance you get. Not so. a problem at all. <laughs> I enjoy giving them. I bet you do. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on the World Football Programme. We'll be on again next week, as we are every Saturday morning from 10 to midday uh, uh, during the season. I don't know who's in the chair next week. It won't be me. And uh, I can hear you all out there going, thank goodness for that. But that's okay. Uh, Len is all set up, ready to play, entertain you with the jazz show, Bags Groove, which is heard every Saturday from midday after us. Anything you want to leave us with, Pete? No, nope, I'm all done. We're all done. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.
Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.